Good afternoon and welcome to the Market Wrap for APW for 10th of December 2021. This is Market Wrap number 79 and as mentioned before this is just purely a way of getting information out there that uh, not everyone has got an opportunity to get. We do the research and we give it to you. Hopefully you'll become more educated for it. If you do enjoy the uh, wraps, then please do subscribe. Please do hit the um, uh, bell to sort of remind you about them. And, you know, if you do that, then we get, and like as well, of course, if you do that, then we get our, our algorithms up, which means we spread the love. Uh, and this last week, a last check, it was 1,027 views, which is the most we've ever had in one week. And also, I think, 20 new subscribers, which is brilliant. So thank you very much for that. If um, you wait along to the end, we've given you information on how to subscribe to our dedicated mailing list on property and how it works, how to buy residential, buy telet, all that sort of stuff. So stick around if you can, and it'll be exciting stuff. Now, last week we talked a little bit about the EPC situation in the UK, and um, a gentleman, bless him, uh, very kindly put some comments, and he's, uh, his name's Mark, and he said, I carry out EPCs for a living. And like you said, it would be very hard for some properties to reach a C rating. If a property has electric heating and no gas available, I can't see it reaching a C, even if it's a new electric store, even if it has new electric storage heaters and electric boiler. I've done bungalows of a new sort, new air source heat pumps, cavity wall installation, insulation, etc., and have only reached a D because any form of electric heating is not seen as cost efficient. Also, solar panels can't be fitted in some cases, like with flats. I'd like to know what the government would suggest in these cases. That's great points, Mark, and it is a, is a fact. You know, what is the government in the UK doing about this? It doesn't seem to be very much, but with all governments, you know, I think a lot of the time, they only think three years ahead until it's time for them to start campaigning again and telling people what they want to hear, which I think is really what they do. So what we're going to cover this week is Omicron, will it crash UK house prices? Um, what's going on for 2022? Is the UK market really a bubble? And in general, residential news, which I think you'll find interesting and useful. Okay, will Omicron crash the market? Who knows the answer to this? It's really a case of early anecdotal evidence is showing that it won't and if this is matched by what comes out of laboratories in the, in the upcoming weeks, then I think we'll see that it's not going to happen. However, it might do. And, and trying to come to a firm conclusion on these sorts of things is like we're doing an ink blot test. You know, everyone has a different view on the outcome. We don't really know. So evidence that we've gathered from the property market, thanks this week to Knight Frank, to Right Move, to those sort of people, is basically that Firstly, London is back. There's a, a change has been revealed in the Night Frank research showing a, a number of new prospective buyers registering in the three months of November compared to last year has the, seen the biggest increases of over 10 years. Marylebone, 86%, Belgravia, 85%, and Mayfair, 78% increases in inquiries. Now, it's always interesting to me where the name Marylebone comes from. And it being getting close to Christmas, I, I think I'm allowed to be a bit frivolous here. Apparently, it's St. Mary's Parish Church, St. Mary's, 
and on the banks of a stream or bourne. So Mary's bourne, Marily bourne. And the L came in during the French Napoleonic period when they were, uh, <laughs> we were at war with them. Okay, but this movement into the centre of London, if you look in comparison to the figures that are shown now, it has been dwarfed by what took place in 2020 as people escaped to the, to the country as that trend took place. What is, bo what is boosting London at present is the lifting of travel restrictions, rising overseas interest, although a lot of overseas buyers are not buying yet. And overseas buyers basically preparing and they're looking very closely at Omicron and see what's going to happen there. Now there's a guy called Christian who's the head of Knight Frank at Marylebone office says, we are seeing more buyers registering, including from the Middle East and overseas, but it still feels like the market is in a holding pattern. Most of the activity is still linked to people who have sold their houses in London, moved to the country, and now want to buy a pied-à-terre in the center of town, okay? Indeed, 22% of all offers accepted in the UK in November were related into a move into the capital, the highest figure since January 2019. Meanwhile, sellers are getting ready for 2022. It looks like supply will be a lot stronger at the beginning of the year as people are getting in the groove for it. You know, this last year, a lot of the stock was cleared out because of the stamp duty um, holiday and everyone went ballistic over that. The number of market valuation appraisals, which is when someone asks them to value my property for sale, is a good leading indicator of supply and is up 5% higher than the five-year average in the three months of November. So that's pretty good. And it's the highest it's been for 10 years. Okay, most of these people aren't going to list before Christmas, so it looks like January there will be a lot more stock out there. Now, in case you're worried and you're from Belgav Belgravia, why I hadn't explained what that was called, well, basically, it's named after Earl Grosvenor's property in Cheshire, the Belgrave, because Earl Grosvenor owned most of Belgravia, lucky chap. And so he named it after his property, his property in the north, Belgrave. And the posh people who live there added an IA on it to make it sound even more exclusive. So Belgravia, there we know. Okay, what's going to happen with rates in 2022? Last week, the week before, we are talking about rates definitely going up. It started off like that, really. Definitely going up next week. Definitely going up, didn't go up. Probably going up next week didn't go up, may go up this year, and they haven't. And there's every chance they won't go up this year because if the Omicron thing starts to hold back um, economic growth, and it's already doing that because people are starting to say, you know, I'm a bit worried about this. I was talking to some, some friends yesterday and they were talking about flying to the UK. And they were like, well, I don't want to go because of what might happen. If this Omicron thing means that everything's locked down again, then why would, who wants to be stuck? in the UK in a hotel for an extra three weeks, four weeks until we can get back out again. So it's already having that effect. The Nationwide and Halifax have all come out of figures this week with high growth rates in the UK property market and inflation rates are high. So I think probably there is a rate rise on the horizon, but Omicron is probably going to delay it. Now in the UK, we're all very much looking at, you know, our, our own market and sometimes you can't see the wood for the trees. And we're talking about, is the UK market super high? And we get the feeling there is. Everyone talks about it. It's a bubble. It's a bubble that's about to burst. But in reality, in a comparison to the global price index, 
which is an index that um, Knight Frank do. In comparison to New Zealand, which is up by 60% nearly, Germany, which is up by over 40%, the US by over 35%, which means that every house in all those countries hasn't gone up. What's actually happened is some have gone up by 100% and some have gone up by nothing. So you're seeing a huge amount of growth and you're not getting that in the UK, those massive extremes. So this is why it's not a bubble so much in the UK and it will have a softer landing because of that. Also, I mean, there's also the stress testing. The stress tests people's earnings up to 3% more than they're actually borrowing. Now there's talk of, in the, it was in the Telegraph this week, there's talk of the government relaxing that for first time buyers which is potentially quite a dangerous thing, but it could be worthwhile. But the stress testing is completely different from how it was you know, before the financial crisis, 2008. But look out there, a lot of these countries that have got a huge amount of uh, growth over the last five years, and now it's starting to calm down as interest rate hikes, changes to property taxes and affordability concerns contribute to slowing gro growth rates. So things are calming down worldwide, which is very good. Other positive, other positive points out there. Um, there was tax day this last week, which when the government um, publishes its papers and consultations in response to a range of uh, questions about the range of revenue raising topics and ways of doing so that they have. Last November, the Office of Tax Simplification, surely an oxymoron, proposed aligning, rate, aligning rates of capital gains tax with income tax which would have seen the top rate of CGT rise to 45% from 28, which would be pretty grim, and could have added more than £75,000 to a tax bill for someone selling a house with a £500,000 gain. Oh, to be in that fantastic position. And it looks like I'm not going to do it now. And what they're actually going to focus on instead, shut down the fast expanding reclaimers industry where companies use loopholes to re claim refunds from the HMRC. So that's what they're doing. Uh, in addition to that, the IHS Markets Purchasing Managers Index show that delivery times fell to 47% in November, down from 77% in June. Don't quite understand how that works. But input cost inflation also fell to a seven-month low last week. Official figures revealed the cost of materials had climbed 24%. Materials for building new houses had climbed 24% in the year to October. That's a 20, nearly 25% increase in, in that sort of stuff. That's crazy. That's why new houses are getting, becoming so more expensive. You think, say, why is it 50,000 50, pounds more than it was last year? Because of that, simple enough. Okay, finally, last point is, there's some lovely uh, mortgage stuff out there if you live in the UK. Apparently the first sub 1% uh, loan, who's doing that? Nationwide Bank doing it. There we go. It's uh, their brand, The Mortgage Works, have launched a two-year fixed deal at 0.99%. Okay, that is pretty good. They're also reporting that the number of holiday-let holiday products, i.e. for buy-to-lets and holiday homes, has doubled in the last 12 months. So lending isn't getting tighter. Lending is becoming just as good and just as easy more products are out there. Interest rates are not going up in the short term. The market is under control. It's a soft landing coming up ahead. It's still a great time to buy. We're still looking 
you know, 10% plus growth across the country of as high as 20% over the next five years. And what do you want to do? Wait to buy a house or buy a house and wait? Thanks very much. See you next week.